0: Well, praise the Lord. It's good to be in God's house, isn't it? And it's good to see everybody out and uh, people out and about. That is a good thing. First time I preached here, y'all were over, is it Patterson Avenue? Off of there. And I remember going there and, of course, I've been here many times. I love your facilities and uh, the properties here. And uh, I steal stuff every time I'm coming by here. So if there's anything missing, I took it. Amen. Hey, I'm from Durham. That's what we do down there. Amen but uh, it's good to be here. And evidently you've been having some rough meetings because now we're preaching behind a bulletproof glass now, amen. And uh, I've been in some rough meetings but I didn't realize it gotten this bad around here, praise the Lord. Uh, Or that's a spit guard, one of the two. So I'm gonna need a wiper blade to come through in about 20 minutes if you don't mind. But uh, what a great crowd on a midweek service and I wanna say thank you. uh, Number one, to being faithful to God's house and uh, we've got to learn how to walk in faith and not in fear. I'm for being wise, I'm for being conscious about things, but I'll tell you what, there is a God in heaven and he knows exactly where we're at and uh, we've got young people that need the gospel and uh, young couples that need direction and uh, elderly saints of God that need encouragement and uh, we all need the house of God, amen. And I'm just glad I'm saved. Take your Bibles. Go anywhere you want. I'm going to be in First Kings 17. He asked how many of y'all brought your Bible. And, man, I, I looked down for one more second just to make sure. Amen. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Preacher, forget his Bible. But I brought mine. Jenny put it in the truck for me. But First Kings chapter 17. And I'll tell you what, that's the most intimidating thing in the world to have your picture up on the screen, man. If you could make me about six foot two, give me a good looking tank, I'd be happy camper, amen. But uh, here we go, 1 Kings 17. I love your pastor and his family, and uh, from the first day I met Pastor Gammons, he was just, uh, became a friend to me, has always been encouragement. And uh, if if you have questions, he's right there to answer the phone and help you out. And uh, I'm telling you, he is God's man, and I appreciate him very much. And I love this place. You have some fine young people that are a great testimony to your ministry and to your church, and I thank you so much for that. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 22, And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for the privilege of being in your house. And Lord, I do not take this lightly. And I will fail if I try to do this on my own. I realize that. And so, Holy Ghost of God, I yield myself to you. I ask you to help. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the years of testimony that it has. But, Lord, we're looking at the days ahead. And I, I love what you've done in the past. But, Lord, you put us here for such a time as this. And so, God, I pray that you'll give us wisdom and strength and help us as we uh, do more works for you. Bless this place. Be with my family, my uh, wife and Philip and Stephen, the rest of the family and church back uh, there tonight in the service. I pray that you bless them in a great way. Uh, keep them safe. I love you. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm honored to have my oldest son, uh, Scotty, with me tonight. He is married. He's been married now for a couple of years, and uh, we've got a couple grandchildren. Praise God. Amen. So my new hashtag, if you need me, is called Papa G. Praise God. And that's how I sign Bibles now. Amen. That's all that matters, folks. Praise the Lord. But uh, he's an evangelism, and he wasn't preaching anywhere this evening, so he rode over with me, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. These three verses right here, if you'll leave your Bible open to 1 Kings 17, we're going to go through this, uh, these verses here tonight and others just in that chapter. But amazing three verses at the end of the story. I love the fact that God heard the man of God's prayer. And I know that all of us, uh, I believe in priesthood to the believers. I'm sure you do as well. As a believer, I have a right to go to God on my own. I have a right to go to God 24-7. You can call on God any time, and he is there. Aren't you glad we don't serve an idol? Aren't you glad we don't serve a memory? Aren't you glad we serve a God that's there? He's alive, he's real, and he's just as alive today in 2020 as he's ever been. Amen. And then the Bible says that Elijah took, a, took the child and brought him down of the chamber. And, and the Bible talks about how that in that chamber, we're going to look at it here in a moment, but the soul of that child revived, and boy, what a moment that must have been for the child and for the man of God. Understand this, men of God are human as well. I'm not saying that as a slap. I honor your man of God. Give honor whom honors do. But we understand this. We don't worship a man. We worship God. Can I tell you something? We are probably shocked even the more when prayers are answered. Now, maybe not your pastor, but I am. Have you ever quoted verses back to God? God, you said in your word like he doesn't know what he said in his word. God, you said, and boy, we're quoting the Bible. We're giving him Greek and Hebrew, and God's looking over heaven going, that is not what I said. Good thing you got salvation right. That's about it right now. Man, we're letting God know, you better, you better, you better. That's the genie in the Bible there, man. We rub the Bible, we open it up, you got to come out, give my three wishes, go back, because I don't want to deal with you Monday through Friday. But I need you on Sunday, and that's how we treat our God. Can I tell you, though, there's been many times that child has revived, and I looked and went, you're kidding. Well, thank you. That's a blessing. I don't know what Elijah's response was. Elijah's response was, but I know he brought that boy back down to his mama. And Elijah looked at the mom and said, Now, son, Liveth, can you imagine the rejoicing that was going on today? Boy, she must not have been an independent Baptist, because I guarantee you, she was shouting. Mm-hmm, yeah. It wasn't your typical Sunday morning where we're getting in for our snooze and getting ready as the pastor goes on about his routine. No, this woman's shouting the house down. Her boy had lost his life. She knew the man of God. The man of God says, give me the boy. He goes into the chamber, and they walk out together. What a day. I want to say, as we look into this story, if you'll go back to the very beginning of the chapter, look at verse number 2. And the word of the Lord. I love that phrase. Look at verse number 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, I love, but can I say by the way of introduction, I love the word of God. Man, there's nothing like having the word of God. I watched that battle last night just like y'all did, and uh, I don't have a TV Actually, I have three. But, uh, you know, but I, I watch, it. and I'm telling you what, I, I, God bless them, I appreciate, we need to pray for our president, administration, and, and I hope they're saved. If they're not, I hope they get saved, and, and if they are, I hope they follow the, the words of God, because this right here is the answer for our nation. This right here is the answer for our world, and we don't need less of it, friend, we need more of it, amen. We ought to get thrilled with the word of God. I'm glad when the fact that I can open up the Bible and show a lost sinner about a wonderful heaven and a horrible hell and introduce him to a great savior and watch him bow his head and watch her bow her head and invite the savior into their heart. There's nothing like knowing that you've got the word of God that you can run to in time of need and you've got the word of God you can run to for comfort and you've got the word of God that you can run to knowing this word that God gave us is just as alive today as it's ever been before. I love the word of God. I want to say by way of introduction, I love the work of God. And I'm watching our time. We have uh, kids' ministries as well, and when they'll go over time, man, them kids will storm the castle, praise God. Don't worry, they have keys to the car. They'll drive on home without you. But notice the work of the Lord. In verse number 3, "...get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan." And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. I'm going to tell you, the work of the Lord, I, I praise God for the word of the Lord, but the work of the Lord, sometimes it's different than how we do it. I mean, I don't like how we're having to do church right now. And praise God, we started running our buses two weeks ago, and man, started our vans back and our buses back, and ain't nothing sweeter than that. Our, the kids were visited every week. Our bus workers went out every week, and they've not missed a visit in all these weeks and months. My wife's route that she visits on Wednesday, they go out, and every week in the world, man, them kids, well, the kids, nothing. The parents are like, when are you getting our children? Here, God, come take this child from me now. Amen. I mean, I was in the gas station not too long ago, and I didn't even know this lady's kids rode our bus. I just went in to get a Diet Mountain Dew because Mountain Dew's bad. <laughs> the Diet Mountain Dew's of God. Amen. So I went in, and she looked at me and said, You're him. And I said, Him who? <laughs> Six feet, ma'am. And uh, him did what? She said, you're the one that ain't picking up my kids anymore. I said, now, look, it's a fair trade. You want me to take your kids, you come take mine. <laughs> she said, when are you starting those buses? And I said, as matter of fact, they're going to start up next Sunday. This was a few weeks ago. She said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I said, now, hold up. We are not picking up your kids. She said, excuse me? I said, unless you come with them. I said, I ain't no babysitting service. We're a church. She looked at me and went, if you think I'm getting on that bus with them kids, amen. And I said, all right, I'll send a car by, but you got to come to church. And I said, I promise you, you, won't see your kids all day. I'll keep them at the other end of the building, amen. But I, the work of the Lord, it's different. Look what he said. He said, don't, don't you worry, Elijah. Here's what I want you to do. Go down to the brook and hide. That would make me nervous if God tells me I have to hide. God, can't you care for me? So you're the God that created the universe. You're the God that holds it in the span of your hand. That's how big you are. You're the God that has it all, and you're telling me I have to hide. Who am I battling? Not only do you have to hide, but I'm going to send some ravens. Don't you worry. I got your Uber Eats. You're going to be just fine, and I'm sending the ravens by. They're going to bring you flesh and bread. Now, forgive me. I'm not like bad, bad, but I am a picky eater. I mean, how much can a raven carry? I mean, I, I, I can't stand all this mess that they're doing right now. Like, I about got kicked off of an airplane Monday, and I thought, Dear God, help me. And my wife's like squeezing my head, Scott, just get on the plane. I mean, cover your face. And so I'm like, It's over my eyes and nose, and I'm holding this. I'm just like, Oh. And the lady of, Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, Oh, help me, Jesus. Amen. I'm about to speak in tongues the bad ones. Amen. But ravens, I, I, you know, I, I may not like all these rules, but I like it at a restaurant. It don't bother me that a waiter's got to wear a hazmat suit and, and, and wash themselves. Every, you know, at our church, I tell them, look, we're not just going to wash our hands and sing happy birthday. Once a week, we're going to wash the whole body and sing happy birthday. Amen. But I, I, I'm, I'm kind of picky. And can you imagine a raven bringing your food? A raven, and how many ravens did it take to feed that man of God? Because preachers can eat. Everybody good? I mean, there's few people you want to bring over to the house. Don't bring a bunch of preachers to the house. You won't have a bite of food left in that house. And every day in the morning and every day in the evening, the sky would turn dark because here come them ravens. The work of God is so different. The word of God is different. The work of God is different. And the way of the Lord is different. Look at verse number nine. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. The way of the Lord. God says, the good thing about it is when Elijah got nervous, whew, oh, always go back to the word of the Lord. What did God say? This was your idea, not mine. Okay, I'm going to stay with it. Then the work of the Lord's totally different. I've got to hide by a brook. I've got ravens that are coming. They're going to give away where I'm at. I mean, the ravens are coming. They're dropping off the McDonald's or Chick-fil-A or whatever they had out of their beak or their feet. I don't know, but it's... (laughs) And uh, then they're flying off. See you tonight. And there they go. And now the way of the Lord, he said, I want you to go to Zidane, by the way, which was enemy territory. He said, I want you to go where the enemy is. I want you to go where they don't like you. They are not your fan. They do not care for you. Don't worry, Elijah. I've got a widow woman, someone who has lost their provider, someone who has lost their protector, and she's going to sustain you. But don't worry about that because not only is it a widow woman who doesn't have her protector and her provider, but she's lost her only, she, or she has a son rather, that she has to care for before you ever show up. Boy, talk about a hard case. There's some people you don't want to make eye contact with. Durham has to be the worst city in the world. I love, I love where I live. Love it, love it, love it. But you cannot stop at a stoplight where there's not 20 people walking in their car saying, How much money you got? I mean, they're, they're all over our city. It's unreal. They're everywhere. And I give them a gospel track and say, Hey, come on down to the church. I've got buses you can wash, I've got grass you can cut, and when you're done, I'll feed you. And I've yet to been taken up on it. Been here seven years. I've been cursed at. Had one guy pull out a wad of cash. He said, buddy, you're hurting my business. You need to move this truck on. No, I'm in the wrong business. Give me that sign. Amen. And we'll preach for food. God bless. You know, and I'm just like holding it out. But look at the way of the Lord. He said, I'm going behind enemy lines. I've got to have a widow, a widow with a son, and a widow with a son now with a preacher. In the middle of all this, as we notice, as we read, the young man dies. I want you to notice as we look into our message tonight, notice first of all the power of God. The power of God. In verse 19, the Bible says, and he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom. Notice this. Here's Elijah. He has a horrible issue going on with this lady. And he goes up to her and he says, Give me your son. Where was her son? He had passed away. She's holding him, no doubt, as only a mother as tight as she can. She's weeping. Tears are flowing. And Elijah walks up with all confidence and says, give him here. I don't know how long it took her to release. How many hospital rooms have we been in? And we heard that last breath taken. How many times we've watched somebody say goodbye. It's not easy. But look at the power of God. Oh, look at this. Because the power of God, I hear a heartfelt cry. In verse number 20, and he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? Boy, those are hard words and he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. It was a heartfelt cry. And aren't we reminded in James five sixteen that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I'll tell you what our country needs. It doesn't need more singing, although I love singing. Great job tonight, choir. But a quartet's not going to get us out of this problem. And a fancy preacher is not going to get us out of this problem. But I'll tell you, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, you get you a bunch of God's fearing people on their face begging God to bring healing in our land, confessing our sins, getting right with our God and saying, oh my God, I need you. In my life, I'm individually going to make sure I'm right. And then I'm going to make sure my family's right. And then I'm going to take that into my community and get the gospel to everyone I can. You start doing that and watch our nation and get woke up to God. Amen. Amen. I see a heartfelt cry. When's the last time we cried out? Dad. God. And we read the words of Elijah, and and I read that first verse and say, Elijah, easy, buddy. Hast thou also... But wait a minute. To me, aren't those the words of somebody that's gotten desperate? Desperate. Aren't those the words of that woman that went to Jesus and she cried out in worship and he ignores her? She goes to the one that says, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open." Well, she asked and she knocked and she called and she got ignored. She kept going and she kept going. And even the disciples said, Oh, we're glad you ignored her. She's driving us nuts. Get rid of that woman. And Jesus said, ma'am, it's not meat. I I came to my children. I know they're not accepting me right now, but I did come for them first. I I don't feed the puppies first. I don't give the meat to dogs. I feed my kids at the table first, and then I feed the dog. And she said, yea, Lord, truth. But even the dogs get a crumb. There's two things that will always get God's attention that I find in that story, and then we'll get back to the text. When you worship God, you always get God's attention. And whenever a child's involved, you get God's attention. You mark this down, Woodland. If you'll keep running them buses, you keep bringing them kids to Jesus Christ, you got God's attention. You keep worshiping God, you got God's attention. And Elijah went into prayer and that heartfelt cry brought about a heavenly father's cure. Look at verse 22. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah. Somebody somewhere is praying here, praying there, praying. All of a sudden God said, hold up. I hear that one. That's legit. He's not praying to impress anybody. There's no one in there but a dead boy. Nobody's hearing his prayer. There's some people that pray, and then they get a microphone, and boy, can they pray. Our God, holy of holy, most high, most eloquent God, awesome God, art thou. And you're thinking, do you pray? Versus somebody that doesn't even care who's watching. God, we need you. There's nothing sweeter in the world than two Saturdays ago I was out knocking on some doors, and witnessing to some people, and, and uh, this man just let me have it. He wasn't a happy camper, and uh, thankfully, his wife was there, and she informed him the kids rode our bus, so she had to let me in. And so I went by, and I said, sir, I'm so sorry that I've offended you. That's not my job. That's not why I came out here. I said, but I did just come to, to see the kids, make sure they get on the bus. And uh, he said, what you, what you want them for? I said, not a thing in the world. I just want to share Christ with them. I just want to make sure they know somebody loves them, and especially God loves them. He said, huh, you get paid for this? I said, nope, I'd do it for the Lord. I mean, he just, okay, we'll see. I mean, you just feel it. And I thought, oh, wow. Kids came out, preacher. And I said, man, how y'all doing? We got to chatting a little bit and talking a little bit. One of them had the, one of their friends from next door, and I was so happy for that. And he said, preacher, can you, can you talk to my friend? I said, yeah, what, what you got? What do you want me to talk to need about? They need, they need baptisms. And I said, they need what? He said, that baptism's like what you did to me. And I thought, Lord, I better explain this, amen. Amen. That dad's looking at me, and I said, yeah. I said, well, why'd you get baptized? He said, because I got saved. I said, now we're talking. So we got to talk a little bit and had the Bible, and by the time we're done, we're leading him to Christ and having a good time and got to talk to that. He didn't get saved, but he did invite me back, and I praise the Lord for that. But the Lord God heard somebody that was crying, And I thank God for the power of God, don't you? I thank God we have a God that every night, you get depressed, you're thinking, oh, man, COVID, flu, pneumonia, it doesn't matter what it is. Go back and say uh, Red Sea. Hmm, you parted that. Walls of Jericho fell flat. Interesting. Goliath knocked out and killed by a teenage boy. That's what teenage boys do, amen. It was a soccer game. He hit that stone right there, man. He's done. Yeah, God did that. He can still do this. And the power of God. But, and here's the message. I want to preach for the next few moments on this. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Because when Elijah came down with the boy and said, Ma'am, and she said, "Oh, Now I know that thou art a man of God. Now I know that what you say is true. Now I know. Wait a minute, ma'am. You've missed it. Don't get me wrong. I would have been jumping up and down with her. I would have been thrilled with her. If that's my son, you better know it. I'm running all over town. I'm letting everybody know my son was dead. Now he's alive. Now look at that. You better listen to that preacher. That preacher knows what he's talking about. You better listen to that man of God. Okay, okay, I'm I'm happy you're getting it. But you missed it. You say, what did she miss? Let's look at it. Number one, she missed the presence of God. She missed the presence of God. Of God, Look at verse number 9, same chapter. Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, look at this, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. I want to stop and say, ma'am, I'm happy for your son. Don't get me wrong. Let's have a party. Let's shout it out, man. Let's have a camp meeting. Let's have a good old time. Let's sing it again. Let's preach a while. Let's run the aisles. Let's tell everybody how good God is. But ma'am, could you wait a minute? Now I know. Time out. You knew back there. Because according to verse 9, God himself spoke to you. God said, I have commanded her. We have missed the presence of God. And isn't it interesting that it takes a virus that goes around the world for some people to say, but it's God tell me I can't go to church. I'm going to church now. I know God's showing up now. I mean, when they were like, you have to go online only. I had so many men in our church. Preacher, you go ahead and open them doors. I got money, bail you out. I'm, like, yeah, if I'm afraid you'll forget to show up. Amen. I'm glad you want to bail me out. I'll bail you out. You go preach a while. Amen. But I want to say, hey, let's not wait. Let's not be one of those Christians that we got to have God. Create another world. God, do another trick. God, raise somebody else from the dead. Hey, can't we enjoy the very presence of God? That's my God, and I love him. That's my God. Hey, can't we enjoy the songs of God now? Can't we enjoy the preaching of God now? Can't we enjoy the very presence of God right now? Let's not wait until something big has to happen. The presence of God. I thank God that it's personal. That big old God that we serve, the Holy Lord God Jehovah, the Lord Jesus Christ, that's who we serve, amen. And I know he's got it. I know he's all power. He's the only name that the world will attack. You won't find a movie that'll say, oh, Muhammad. Oh, Confucius. You know why? They know there's no power in those names. But they'll take Jesus Christ's name in vain. They'll take God's name in vain. You know why? Because the devil knows all powers in that name. So I need to attack that name every every chance I can. I got to go after that. And that big presence of God, thank God it's personal. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. We're preaching a series right now in our church on the Lord is my shepherd. And I think we're in fourth week and we got to the fifth word. Man, I'm loving it. There's 118 words in that psalm, and until you can get the first two, you're not going to figure out the 116. You better get the Lord right. Amen. Hey, I got to stick with what I got. Here we go. I'm glad I'm first out of them line of preachers. I wouldn't want to be last. Amen. The presence of God, it's personal. She missed it. She missed, second of all, the prophet of God. The prophet of God. She missed it. She missed the fact that the man of God won. I praise God that the prophet of God was eager to surrender. Hey, look at verse number 10. God told him, all right, you go, verse 10. So he arose and went. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You almost want to stop him. Hey, Elijah, do you know where you're going? Yeah, I'm going to Zion. Okay, you know they're not friends. The man of God doesn't care. If God said go, you go. If God says preach, you preach. If God says stop, you better stop. I would rather obey God than man. I would rather obey God than any person. And I'm glad that the prophet of God is always eager to surrender. And I hear the critics, well, especially with young people, look, it's just emotional. I praise God. We had our youth conference in August, and boy, the Lord was so kind to us, and, and regarded you know, all the situation. We tried to do our best, do everything just right. And, uh, but on Tuesday night, 87 young people surrendered to full-time service. Man, that thrilled my heart. And that wasn't anything planned. I wasn't even, we weren't even planning on having an invitation like that. But I mean, God just started opening things up, and things started happening. And, and kids are getting saved. And next thing you know, young man sitting there ball through the whole message, and uh, it's like, "What's wrong with you? I'm called to preach, and I need to surrender now." And I mean, Scott, brother Scott's down there dealing with him forever. And the boy finally came in. I'm yeah, that's what God's called me. I'm doing it. Bless God. I mean, I, next thing you know, here come another one, another one, another. One. It's like, wow, what's going on? God showed up. And I thank God for that because the prophet of God, they're eager to surrender. What else do they do? She missed the prophet of God. Not only is he eager to surrender, but he encourages the saints. Look at verse number 12. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. Now back up because she's out there, you know, collecting sticks. And what the preacher say? What all preachers say? And he's from Southern Park because he said, fetch me. He said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little cruise oil And he's going in because he's hungry. Look what she said. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise, And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me for my, and my son that we may eat it and die. All right, now let me, let me you know, God bless her heart as we say. I think she might be exaggerating a little bit, a little bit. The preacher said, hey, ma'am, why don't you fetch me a little water and fetch me something to eat and this and that. She said, sir, maybe you don't know, but it's me and my son, and I have just a little handful. I mean, handful. I mean it's, it's like that's all we have right there. See that? And I can't, I can't drop any because that's all I have. I'm getting two sticks. How specific is that? What kind of fire can you start with two sticks? I mean, I've never been a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout, by the way. You have to clarify some of the things, too. I've never been a Boy Scout. And I'll give you a $100 bill right now if you can rub two sticks together and make a fire. I have never seen that happen without cheating and putting a match in there somewhere. Two sticks, and we're going to start a fire, going to take that handful of meal, and we're going to eat it and die. Well, it doesn't say much about your cooking. Everybody okay? I'm out of here in a little bit, y'all. It'll be all right. We got this handful hand of meal. That's all I got. I got two sticks. I got a poor little boy. We're gonna rub the sticks together, start a fire, cook the meal, and then we're gonna eat it and die. That's our life. Let, let me just encourage you. I know, and I, I know where we're at in scripture, and I, as far as I believe, and, and I believe the Lord's coming back soon, like soon, like stop playing around. Dad's coming back, and he's mad because we have not done much of what he said to do. He's coming back, and I don't think he's happy. But if you think I'm going to go around for whatever time I've got on this earth, gloom and doom coming soon, it's just, woe is me. And, and, and folks, stop scaring these young people. I was preaching a meeting one time, and a man walked up. I'll tell you what to preach tomorrow night. And I said, what's that? Out of Revelation. You need to get them. Boy, he's letting me know what to get them with, you know. And I said, well, just pray for me. Maybe God will give me a message out of Revelation. I read it the next day, and it scared me too bad. I went back to the other ones. Amen. But, <laughs> but some of y'all scaring these young people. I'm glad I ain't getting married in your day. Oh, woe is you. Back in my day, it was good. Well, we'll time out. Your day when you took prayer out of school, is that what we're talking about? Don't get mad. This is bulletproof. Ha-ha. It ain't tinted either. I can see you. (laughs) You talking about when you legalized abortion, those good old days? Everybody okay? Hey, let me tell you something. Here she is. She's missing the fact that the man of God's there, and he is quick to encourage her when she is, oh, we're just going to eat this, and then we're going to die. Look what he said the very next verse. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. I love the fact, and that's a great thing about the house of God. When you can't figure out what to do, and you can't figure out this world, stop watching the news all the time because you'll be so depressed, and you'll be so discouraged. I don't care what channel you turn on. It's gloom and doom. You could have died. Last night, but you didn't. But this could be the last day. So we'll see you tonight. Maybe. And man, we're walking around like this all the time when the joy of the Lord is my strength. I should be telling somebody how good my God is. David didn't go out to show off how big Goliath was. He went out there to show off how, to Goliath how big his God was and he took his cotton-picking head off. And I'm telling you, I'm glad there's a man of God that in the middle of this woman's fear, he looked at her and said, fear not. And then I noticed that he exalted the scriptures. I'm so sorry I spit on that, Amen. He exalted the Scriptures. First Kings 7, 14, the Bible says, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Nothing will help us more than we better get away from our personality. We better get away from our own thoughts and our own... Close your Bible and look right this way. No, no, no. I tell our people, you keep that Bible open. We need more God's Word, not less. And he not only was eager to go, and he not only encouraged her when she was fearful, but he exalted the Scriptures. He said, ma'am, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. He said, let me tell you what God said. Then notice quickly, what else did she miss? She missed the people of God. Look at verse number 15. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. Uh-oh, wait a minute. And she and he and her house did eat many days. Oh wait a minute. I thought it was just her and her boy. She forgot some people. She's holding out on them. They weren't even going to get a bite of the hand, handful of meal. But when she listened to the word of God and she listened to the man of God, she went and did, the Bible says, as she was commanded. And she and he and her house, and I don't think it was the physical house eating, as the people in the house. She missed the people of God. This great crowd right here, most churches would love to have this on a big day. And if we're not careful, we'll slip in here. And I know you don't. You can tell the spirit of this place is phenomenal and thank God for it. And don't lose it. I just want to encourage you, whether you're doing the woodland wave or you're doing the elbow, that's what the patches are for. I mask my elbows. And, uh, but it doesn't matter what you're doing. That was funny. I just thought about that. And so that's original. Amen. But don't miss the people of God. There's people in here. Somebody needs some encouragement before they leave tonight. Somebody just got some bad news on the job. Somebody just got some bad news from a family relative. Somebody's hurting in their heart, and they came in tonight, and they they thought about staying home, but no, I'll I'll give it one more shot, and I'll go check it out one more time. And it might have been the songs that got them worked up a little bit, and it might be the Word of God that encourages them, but it just might be the people of God that they need one more time to say, hey, prayed for you today. Hey, I love you. Hey, if you need me, call me. Hey, let's go get a cup of coffee tomorrow. Hey, let's spend some... The people of God, ma'am, I'm glad your boy's alive, but you miss the presence of God. God talked to you. You miss the prophet of God. He was there all the time, and you miss the people of God. Your family, your friends, your church family, they're there, the people of God. Can I say finally as I close, look at the provisions of God. Please don't miss it. Don't miss the provisions of God. What about these provisions? Well, one, they were where God said they would be. Look at verse 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal, verse 14, shall not waste. Can you imagine her going by that barrel? And I can see in her mind thinking, I only had a handful left. There is no way there's anything left in that barrel. Because can anyone search for things like a mom? All three of my sons are, are bigger than I, and they're grown adult men. He's got his own house, own marriage, own life, and my grandkids. So I've got to be nice to him. The other two are Philip finished up college, and Stephen's in the middle of college. But how many times say, Mom, I can't find it. I've looked everywhere. Every mom's heard that. Two things you hear every day. What's for supper? And that's at 6 a.m. And you're thinking, I'm going to wring your stinking neck if you ask me that question one more time and tell God you died of the smallpox, amen. Or, Mom, I've looked everywhere, and, and I can't find Somebody stole it. And how many times a mom has walked right in? <laughs> I'm going to cause fights on the way home. Opened the door, pulled it out. You looking for this? Where'd you find that? I still do it. I'm 48. It's like the boy that looked everywhere, can't find his contact. Looked all day, but mom found it. Because to the boy, it was a contact. To mom, it was $250. (laughs) Amen. So here it is. This mom, no doubt, she's... I've looked in that barrel. She scraped that barrel clean. And it makes me wonder how many of us have walked away when provisions were right there. But we didn't have faith enough to go look where God said to look. Hey, church... The provisions are there. We just have to have faith enough to go one more time and scrape. Say, hey, go get two more sticks. Many days, go get two more sticks. Many days, go get, mom, I've got a pile of them. We're good. I got a feeling you're going to keep finding it. When you do what God says to do, the provisions are not going anywhere. And church, our God knows exactly where we're at. He knows what time it is. He knows what we need. And there's been many a times I've got three different trails that I walk in our area. And I just get out and I walk alone and I pray and I cry. It breaks my heart to see families that won't listen to God. And it destroys my heart when I watch a teenager that has so much meal left to eat, but they just don't believe there's anything there for them. I'm thinking, if you'll just go to the barrel, there's so much there. To the young people of this church, I want to encourage you, don't believe what the world has to say. You stay in. Nothing encouraging me any more than see some of these young people that I saw when you were in high school still in God's house. That strengthens my heart. You know what that's telling me? You're going back to the barrel. You're like, well, looky there. Let let, let the others, I ain't eating in days because you haven't gone to the barrel. We're walking around the provisions while the provisions are there the whole time. But don't miss it. I thank God for the great powerful miracles of God. But, ma'am, his presence was there all along. And, ma'am, that preacher you really didn't care for that said, fetch me, he was there all along. Those people of God that you walked by, and, what are you so happy for? They were there all along. And those provisions, they wasted not. Our Heavenly Father, I love you. And I-